If you dig into the roots of a successful business, you will probably find a superfan. In fact, a tribe of superfans. Those are those people who absolutely love your products and services, go out of their way to recommend your business to their friends and colleagues. But how do you find such a superfan? How do you build that community? How do you build that tribe? Well, if you're looking to build a successful business and you want answers to these questions, today's episode of Tube Talk is especially for you. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I am a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ, where every day I help creators big and small level up their channel, get more subscribers, more views in less time. So today I have one of my personal favorite people on the show. He is someone that I've been reading his blogs all the way back in South Africa. His name is Pat Flynn. And for the one person who doesn't know who Pat is, well, smart passive income should ring lots of bells. He is a blogger, a podcaster, a teacher with many, many courses under his belt affiliate marketer, keynote speaker on seriously some of the world's biggest stages. And just by the way, he runs a YouTube channel, of course, with 180,000 subscribers. He decided to go into the physical good space, launched this thing called a switch pod, which I think was order number like 101 or something silly like that right up front. And then obviously decided I'm going to write this insane book called The Super Fans, The Easy Ways to Stand Out, Grow Your Tribe, and build a successful business. I am surprised he has time to breathe, but he's here with us on Tube Talk. Pat, welcome to Tube Talk. I'm excited to be on Tube Talk. Thank you for having me. And you know, listening to that sort of list of stuff, I'm like, wow, maybe I'm doing too much. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is all the stuff I could remember. I mean, <laughs> before you got into all of this, because mm -hmm. you have had a, kind of this run up, and this was like blogging, and it was smart passive income, and that was kind of really got my attention. When did you kind of make the move thinking, oh, I need to teach this stuff. I need to share this stuff. I need to do something with content. What was that thought like? Yeah, it was actually out of a successful online business that I created in the architecture space. I actually went to school for architecture, thought I was going to be a lifelong architect, and, and, and those were my dreams. And then in 2008, I was uh, laid off from a very good job that I actually loved, and I had no idea what I was going to do next. And I got involved with a, uh, a group of people who had a podcast, actually, who had some courses and some good knowledge to share to help people who were sort of aspiring entrepreneurs. And I decided to take some knowledge I had about an exam that I took called the LEAD exam. Very, very specific, very little tiny world of the architecture space, but it was an exam that I took that I knew was very difficult. And I also knew there wasn't much out there in terms of uh, support. So I decided to create a website and help people. And I was very involved in that. I spent maybe 12 to 16 hours a day, sometimes even more, <laughs> uh, not, not just putting blog content on my website, but also being involved in forums and talking to people and just answering questions. And uh, little did, did I know I was becoming the sort of go-to person in that space. And I launched a study guide. I, I, I sold it for $19 and it was just through a simple PayPal sort of thing and, and another tool called eJunkie that would allow a person to have it be uh, delivered to them via email after purchase. And, 
in that first month after launching at the end of 2008, I had made $7,908.55 from a $19 ebook. Yikes. And I was just like, wow, this is wow. like, first of all, I thought the FBI was going to come and, and <laughs> break down my doors because it just didn't seem like, how did this even happen? Um, Google picked up on my website. A lot of people started to share it and it just became the go-to resource. And so it was after that success and, and seeing that I was making more money doing this than I was with architecture, I was like, oh, I got to share this. So I started smartpassiveincome.com to show people how this all happened and what I learned and what I wish I did differently. And then over time, I started to build new businesses. A lot of them you mentioned and just sharing the entire process along the way. I also did something that was, I, w I wasn't the first to do this, but I was, I think one of the most well-known is I shared exactly how much money I was making and exactly yeah. where it was coming from in each of these businesses, which inspired a lot of people. And now, like you said, I, I, I do a lot of keynote speeches. I've written books before, uh, self-published, but still bestsellers. And um, I have this new one coming out and I, I'm just so blessed to have the opportunity to help more people and pay it forward, which is really where all this is coming from. And the, the reason it's called Smart Passive Income and the, and the passive income part is because even though that's uh, the, the last step of the process, like I, I, I always am upfront with people and say, you know, this business stuff is not easy. It takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of failures and mistakes, but the whole reason to do it is because you can get some time back. You can build these businesses uh, and invest that time up front so that these things can start working for you instead of the other way around. And, and, you know, I have two kids and I can spend most of my time with them. I have a team who helps me run the businesses and, uh, and, and, and just allows me to do a lot of fun things like this new invention or write books and, and be on your show and all, all that cool stuff. So that, that's kind of how we got to where we are today. And you kind of ran through that like it all happened overnight. But um, we've been <laughs> it's been 11 years. <laughs> Overnight success of over 11 years. So if we could kind of jump a little bit on something that's close to my heart personally, it's that switch pod. And I just want to touch on that for a simple reason, that it's a physical good. Everything else that you've done has been online, has been a downloadable course, has, you've got a podcasting course, you've got affiliate marketing. I mean, you've got all of those online courses and now you've gone physical. How did that happen? <laughs> so my buddy Caleb and I, Caleb is my videographer for my YouTube videos and my courses and we attended Vid Summit uh, in Los Angeles and we were invited to go and it was a great conference but w we noticed one thing that was really interesting while we were there is that everybody had these Gorillapods. A lot of you are very familiar with the Gorillapod, I'm sure, and it's, a, it's an amazing tool. It, uh, it's a tripod that has flexible legs that can wrap around poles and trees and allow you to do a bunch of things. We just thought it was kind of interesting because, you know, vlogging has sort of picked up steam and, and Casey Neistat and Peter McKinnon have helped sort of uh, push that forward. And they uh, sort of, you know, the gorilla pod has sort of become the vlogger's tool for yes. sort of bending it in a way such that your camera is a little bit further away. You get that wider angle view and it's, it's, it's somewhat portable. But it was really interesting because we were there and everybody had them, but everybody was struggling with them, like kind of opening them, closing them, bending them to the right position and then reopening them again to put them down. And just was, we we're like, wow, there's got to be a better way. Like nobody's invented something to, to help these people. And so we did research and all we found was just people upset at their gorilla pod for, for this solution that it actually wasn't built for. So um, right at this moment, another person came by who I had interviewed on my podcast. His name is Richie Norton from a company called Product, and it's, it just must have been fate or something because his company helps entrepreneurs take ideas for physical products and actually make them happen. And so we, Caleb and I were like, Richie, come here. We, we just noticed this thing and we have this idea. What do you think of this tripod that does this instead and it's built for vloggers specifically? 
and it doesn't bend around poles and trees like because I don't I've never done that and most people we talk to don't ever use that capability and he was like let's do it let's build it and we were like wait really what? like <laughs> let's actually do it because I, I can't tell you how many times like I've come up with ideas just on the go and I'm like oh it'd be cool to do that but nah I'm not qualified or no nah, I don't know even how to get started you know I swear I invented some like you know the the little candies called gushers with like fruit juice inside a, a fruit <laughs> yes like I swear I invented that when I was seven, but like of course I didn't have the resources to to do that. Um, uh, Gary but, but he, would be very upset with you at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although maybe I don't know. I, I do all these other things. Maybe I can go into the into the food route at some point. But um, Richie was like, "Let's do it," and I was like, "Okay, where do we start?" And he's like, "Just." cut out cardboard, like just start, just start, just do something to get your hands onto something to get you to, to the idea of like, okay, well, what, what might this thing look like? How might it work? And over time, you know, a couple months went by, we had cut out things in cardboard and we sent uh, our, our drawings and sketches to, to his team and his engineer, Cole, uh, gave us like a CAD drawing of uh, something that seemed like it would kind of be cool. And we're like, okay, um, where do we go from here? And he's like, you know what? There's these places all around the world that you can go to now and give them your CAD file and they could 3D print that in like plastic so you can actually get a feel for it. And we're like, okay, so a couple of weeks go by and we get the shipment and it's our first working prototype. And the, and the way the SwitchPod works, it just, just if, uh, you know, I know uh, everybody's listening to this right now, but if you imagine the legs of a tripod, if you kind of fold the legs into each other to create one sort of handle, and, and, it's, and it has like a, like grips for your hands, that's how it works. And then you can kind of unfold it back into tripod mode. And I mean, this, this thing, you know, people saw the Kickstarter campaign earlier this year and it made over a half million dollars or, or just about a half million dollars, yep. about 5,000 backers. And thank you uh, for being one of them. Um, and, and people go, wow, that, that took off so fast. But I mean, people don't hear about the yeah. story behind it, which was like of six months of prototyping and, and failures. But, but here's, the, here's the thing that worked the best. We found a problem, mm -hmm. and in this little world of logging, it's a big problem because yep. the Gorilla Pod's hard to travel with. It's not as easy to work with. Some people, like who aren't vloggers, they see the SwitchPod and they're like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, why <laughs> would I use that?" And we're like, "You, you wouldn't use it. Go get a Gorilla Pod because you yes. actually do wrap things around trees." But for people who specifically are vloggers who want to open and close their tripod, like this is the solution they've been waiting for. And it's only that because throughout the entire process, we would build something that wasn't fully working yet or to what we thought it would be, and we shared it. We went to conferences like VidCon and, and VidSummit again a year later and, and many other places where YouTubers existed. And we just handed it to people and go, what do you think? And we just watched them play with it and, and, and we would watch their reaction and we'd ask them questions like, would this be useful to you? How much would you pay for it? Like, would you travel with this? And we just, they created it for us to create back for them, you know, and wow. it, it's, it, that's how it became the perfect solution for, uh, for vloggers and, and why it's just getting so much buzz right now. And it's really cool because now even retailers have come on board to want to get their hands on it as well. B&H cool. Photo has it, yes. Adorama has it. And it's just like, how did we, <laughs> in, like without any experience doing a physical product before, how do we do this? We did it because we, number one, connected with the right people who Absolutely. knew how to do it. And that's, I think, a big thing that a lot of people who want to start something, they go, oh, I, I, I don't know how to do this, so I can't do it. Well, guess what? There's people out there who spent years trying to figure this out who can help you and, and, and get it done faster for you. Some of them put their content online. Some of them put their content in books. Some of them are resources that you could connect with in person, and that's exactly what we did. And then the prototyping phase, trial and error, keep going, trial, error, keep going, trial, error, keep going. And that's the same pattern I use for my digital products. We just 
it's a little bit longer in the physical <laughs> product space. And I'll tell you, this makes this this project, the SwitchPod, made me appreciate way more all the stuff right. I've done in, in digital Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Digital, you change a color, it's available in seconds. Now you want to change a color, well, there's back and forth, there's yeah, molding, there's, it's crazy. There's, there's stuff. Uh, look, and, I, and I must do a quick shout out to product. Um, kind of Richie is amazing. Jace yes. is amazing. I mean, they really just know their stuff. And if anybody's thinking of a physical product, I cannot recommend them highly enough. Just my, from my personal take. Agreed. What I do love about your two stories here and the trend that I've picked up with you is that you've always identified a niche. So you went after a problem. So with the gorilla pod and vloggers, that was a problem and it was a limited problem. It was only limited to that community. But mm -hmm. same as your architectural um, exam issue, it was limited to a certain small community, but it was still a problem that they were having and they'll continuously have. So vloggers are going to continuously having issues with the GorillaPod. 90% of us who use the GorillaPod never have wrapped it around anything. But <laughs> the idea of being able to have something that's slick and quick and I can just open it and close it, uh, uh, that's sold. So you've identified the problem. You've spoken to the consumer who's going to be actually using the product ultimately. And therefore, you, they have led you on the design route to get you to the end result. Cannot love this even more if I tried. You said it better than I could. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now you've got this physical product. You've got these courses going. And then now you're thinking it's time for yet another book. So what inspired this idea that now is the time to get this thing done? I mean, there's a lot of things. It's kind of a bunch of things kind of happening all at once that, that inspired me to write this. And it ties back into my architecture website, but also where we are now in social media, especially on YouTube. You have subscribers, you have followers, even people who, rent, who, who, who hit that bell icon, yet they're not able to see you. It's mm -hmm. kind of ridiculous how much, even though we have fans and followers, they're still not, we're still not able to, to reach everybody. But the truth is, if a person loves you so much and is just obsessed with what you do and your art and your creations, no matter what, they're going to they're gonna take time to go and, 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 and consume whatever it is that you have and, and even become a customer, a repeat customer. And this is where the idea of super fans comes into play. And uh, this really comes from where I think businesses should be focusing nowadays because technology is changing, social media is changing. But the truth is, no matter what happens in technology, your super fans, the people who just love you and what you do, they're going to be with you no matter what happens. And this is how you build a future-proof business. And as much as people are worried about search engine optimization on YouTube and Google and paying for ads and getting in front of new audiences, like that's all fine. But what happens when people finally get there? We're not focusing on how we can provide those experiences once people come to us and find us to elevate them into super fan status so that they can not only become fans of ours and repeat customers and ambassadors for our brand, but through that, they're going to grow our brand for us from the inside out and bring new people in with their recommendation, which is gonna be much stronger than you paying for ads for somebody cold who doesn't know who you are to try and convince them to come into your brand. So when you build for super fans, your, your brand will grow uh, on its own. And, and it reminds me of back in the architecture website, which is still alive today. I honestly spend maybe two <laughs> hours, three hours a year just making sure it's fine. Uh, it's kind of ridiculous and it still makes a, a few thousand dollars a month now. But uh, when I was first starting out in 2009, after a couple months of, of success with that website, I got an email from a woman, her name is Jackie. And she was just like raving about how uh, the prep guide that I, that I created helped her. Mm -hmm. She's like, 
I was studying for years and I couldn't pass this exam. It was like, a, it was like a, like a, like just a, like a knife on my back every time. Like I couldn't get rid of it. And finally I found your guide and I passed in two weeks. Thank you. Can I take you and your family out to dinner? Can, can we go to Disneyland together? You helped me get a promotion and all this stuff. And it was just like, wow, this is incredible that I'm able to help somebody uh, this much with just passing an exam. But then at the end of every email, she was like, I'm a huge fan, Jackie. Yeah. And I was like, a huge fan. Like, how could you be a fan? I just, all I did was help you pass an exam. Like, you're a fan of me? Okay, like, I, I, and, and I just kind of let it go until a couple months later, I checked my customer list and I found out that there were like 35 different customers who all had the same sort of end of an email address like hers. Uh, they were from the same company. And, right. she, and she apparently told her boss and convinced everybody in her office to buy my guide too. And she's like that one person who got a little bit of help and extra attention to help her with her major problem in this little world of the lead exam, like you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, she then went on to help spread the word and, and get me 35 more customers. And, and she could have easily just been like, hey, everybody, like, get my ebook that I bought right. and you don't have to pay anything. But she made sure that I got rewarded for that. And like, just imagine if you had just 100 Jackies in your YouTube or, or, or brand audience or a thousand Jackies. And this, this takes me to an article that was written by a man named Kevin Kelly. I often recommend this as required reading for anybody, any entrepreneur or creator, because Kevin Kelly wrote about, wrote this article called a thousand true fans. And, and when we talk about like, how big do we need to grow? If you just have a thousand true fans, those, those fans who are going to watch every single video, even if they don't get notified for it, they're going to travel eight hours to hang out with you at a little meetup that you put up, put, put together. Like those are your super fans. If you imagine they pay you a hundred dollars a year for whatever your craft is, which isn't very much, that's less than $10 a month. Maybe they're on Patreon, maybe they're whatever, but a hundred dollars a year times a thousand true fans. There's your six figure business right there. And oh just shows you that you don't have to create a blockbuster hit to have some amazing yep. success. And that's, that's, that ties directly and perfectly into what you said earlier about, you know, I'm not, I'm not building something that changes the entire world. The lead exam, like most people don't even know about the switch right. pod, like most people in this world couldn't care less about it. <laughs> but, um, for those little micro worlds where that thing is solving their problem, that's everything to them. And, and because of that, you're able to stand out to reach them more, you're able to have less competition. And then from there, you can even branch out. And if I was smarter and had more confidence back with my architecture website, I would have then created like the next steps. I never did right. that. I, like after you pass this exam here, now take these tests, now take these tests. And I, and I didn't do that, but I wouldn't have had the opportunity if I didn't start right. small. And it wasn't about in numbers. And I think that's kind of the big misconception is that people from the outside look at this YouTube world of us, the kind of where we're living and it's all a numbers game. You know, you can only make money when you get a million subscribers. You mm -hmm. know, and that's all nonsense. I mean, I did my first brand deal with Samsung. Gosh, back in the day, I had less than a thousand subscribers on YouTube, but I could offer them value. I could give them a return on their investment. I can help them with their funnels. Things you built strong connections with your people. Completely, because it was about they weren't buying me; they were buying access to my audience, which listened to what I had to say. Mm -hmm. As soon as you realize that, then the numbers are irrelevant because a blog could have 100 views or a YouTube channel could have 100 views on a video. But if those 100 people are clicking on that affiliate link and they're buying your stuff, that's more than the AdSense is going to pay yeah. you until you get to your AdSense. But so focusing on that $4.95 on AdSense, focus on building a brand, building a business, everything else will come. Right. Even if it was one person of that hundred who Absolutely. paid for a coaching program, I mean, that's going to be months of AdSense right there, perhaps. And did you hear that story about that Instagrammer? She had 2 million 
yes. followers on Instagram and she was like selling a t-shirt and she only sold 26 yes. yep. and she was really upset about it and it kind of went viral and it's just like, I bet you there's some people with 26 followers who could sell a hundred shirts. Completely. Uh, one of our previous episodes here is with a company called Crowdmade and they supply some of the largest um, YouTubers with their merch. And he was saying exactly the same thing. It's amazing how many six-figure YouTube subscribers who've got millions of subscribers cannot sell merchandise because they haven't made that connection with their audience. But smaller um, YouTubers have made such a great community, they hang on to every one of their words. When they say, go buy this, they do. Yeah. So it's not the size. <laughs> do you find that there's a, there's a line somewhere between oversharing but oversharing in terms of giving away too much on an open platform. And then when you want to sell somebody a course, it becomes more, a bit of a harder challenge. I don't, I don't. And, and, yeah. and there's an argument here, obviously, because if you share the whole thing, then well, why would people pay to right. get kind of the same thing? But they wouldn't. They're, they're almost paying you back for all the value that you've given them. And if you, uh -huh. if, if you build super fans, they're going to feel bad if, they're, if they, they aren't supporting you, right? And, and that's not why you build superfans to make people feel bad, but it just is a byproduct. <laughs> yes, of you, yes, of course. You know, giving them so much. I mean, I, I have, if you look up how to start a podcast on YouTube, mm -hmm. I'm number one currently, which is, which is really cool. <laughs> but I also sell a podcasting course, which discusses a lot of the same things, but I do go into a little bit more detail. Yeah, but I also offer office hours every week for all of my students. I also, you know, there's customer support and, and you can get your questions answered in a Facebook group and there's community and accountability there. But right. even though it's like the same material, like people go through that and they go, wow, I've gotten so much here. I'd love to join the community. Let me buy your course for hundreds of dollars. But whenever they share it, they might share either, but either way, people are getting to, 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 to see my style. Right. And, and, and I think, yes, you could argue again, oh, like you want to give away 80% of it and then leave the 20% sort of behind a paywall. And that just never sits right with me because then it's like, well, then you're doing it for the wrong purpose. If you, if yes. for me, if, if your if your whole goal is to make money, you're already going to lose. Right. Right. Your right. whole goal should be to serve people so well, they can't help but want to pay you for it. But of course, a lot of people serve people really well and aren't getting paid anything. And I think that's where marketing has to come into play. A lot of people see me give away everything and other people give away everything too, but then they don't have opportunities for people to pay them back. They don't put affiliate links right. in there. They don't, they don't have the courage to, to ask for people to pay for things when it's worth paying for because they're scared. And, and that's a whole nother topic and, and conversation sure. about you know, the fact that you can serve and sell or sell and serve at the exact same time. I, I want to give so much and, and it's always come back to me in some way, shape or form. Even if it's not a direct monetary give back, sometimes right. it's a, a recommendation to somebody who could influence the business in some way or just, you know, a testimonial or mm -hmm. just a thank you even. And that goes a long way. Circles back to building that tribe. How important is it for us as YouTubers, as creators, or perhaps maybe we do it, uh, we're still blogging, which I am. I, still, I don't think blogging's dead yet. But how is it important is it for us to kind of build that community, that tribe? I mean, it's everything. It's, it's, it's an insurance policy. It is your connection to who it is that you serve. It is where you will understand what you should be doing next, what videos to create, what products to create. That all comes from the people that you're serving. If you ever try to build a business on your own and you're hiding behind your keyboard and you're not talking and having conversations and doing research on what those problems are, well, then you're just guessing. And 
when you have that community, you no longer have to guess. And not only that, you're going to understand exactly who you are building or creating for and your material will be that much more real. It'll be that much more authentic. It'll be, awesome. it'll be that much more just on the nose for what those people need and, and thus positions you more as an authority, as an expert and gets those people to be confident enough to share you with their friends and family and other communities who also have the same problems that they know you an expert for. And, and it just kind of snowballs from there, which is really great. But the truth about it is that, you know, when you're trying to build a community and, and generate super fans, I mean, they're not created overnight. You, you know, you don't listen to a song and then immediately you're a fan of that band for the first time after you listen to the song. It takes many moments. It takes multiple listens of that song and digging into their album and then going to the concert and then getting into the VIP area and then going backstage and then getting a handshake. And then maybe they say your name and, oh my God, now you're a fan <laughs> and you have all the action figures and bobbleheads related to that person or whatever right it's, 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 for example yeah it's it's uh it, it's it's moments over time and this is why like a lot of people are only focusing on those initial moments and even failing in that but not like okay how do we bring them up into the community how do we make right. them feel like they belong how do we give them a voice how do we make them want to continue to stick around and speak to each other and find each other because once people find their people, I mean, you know, the communities and groups stick together based on similar interests and you are the facilitator. You are the group owner. You are the YouTuber, uh, the person who is who has that power to do that. And, and many people are just not even seeing the opportunities that are right in front of them with all the tools that we have available. There's no excuse uh, these days. And that's exactly why Superfans is written because it's, you know, Kevin Kelly's Thousand True Fans, great essay, totally makes sense, but no how-to. Superfans yeah. is the how-to. Pat Flynn style, step by step. Let me hold your hand and walk you through this process. It is literally that. That's my style, and it's easy, but it's powerful, and and it's it's something that I am I'm so behind right now in terms of all businesses. Whether you are a solo YouTuber, just sharing your little makeup lines that you buy at Walmart on on video, and you just have a couple hundred subscribers, or maybe you are the owner of a Fortune 500 company. It's so important to build for these fans and create these experiences. And this book will, will, will go from the moment people find you, how do you trigger them to come into your brand and be an active subscriber in some way, shape, or form? And then having them become an active subscriber because just because you're a subscriber doesn't mean you're playing the game, right? Like the, right. the analogy I like to use is when I, was, uh, when I was a kid, I was very short. I was five feet tall my senior year of high school. So I was a shrimp. But <laughs> my, my friends were taller and they all play basketball. So they were nice. They invited me to play with them, but I was always last picked and I never got past the ball. And I never got to shoot the ball. Therefore, even though I was on the court, I never felt like I was on the team. And as a business, as a creator, you need to make people feel like they're a part of the team, right? Allowing them to get the ball every once in a while, to have a voice, to, you know, you know, have a say in the direction or to be able to speak up and be seen and be, be heard. Uh, and then from there, there's a lot of things that I think a lot of people are losing the opportunities out on to go from the community to then become a super fan. And sometimes the community, naturally people will become a super fan, but there's a lot of things you can do in there to make people feel really special and to have them really grasp a hold of you and what you do. I mean, I'm at a point now in my business where I can tweet or share a Facebook message that I'm going to be at a restaurant somewhere and I'd love to meet people. And then all of a sudden there's going to like a hundred people there <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. And I'm just a regular person, right? And like in this little small space and, and, and the same thing was happening with my architecture website, the same thing's happening with the switch pod now uh, in video space, which I wasn't totally a part of before. Yeah. Um, but man, like we all have that possible, that, that capability. And it's just, you know, I think people just need a little bit of direction and that's what I'm here for. 
and it is a step-by-step. So whether you have a small audience or like virtually no audience, is that still a good time to kind of pick this up and maybe set yourself up for success? Oh, 100%. I mean, you're going to be way ahead of the game on your competition or your future competition because they're not going to be doing these these things. And I think the other part about this is because it's not so centric on keyword research and SEO, right. which of course, like I said, are still important, but it's fun. This building of super fans is so much fun and it adds a lot more flavor into the business from your end. And when you're having fun, guess what? Your audience, your viewers, your subscribers are going to have fun. Your community is going to have fun and, and it's a win for everybody. So, uh, I just appreciate you allowing me to share this. And, you know, as you can tell, I get really excited about the topic and it's because I've experienced it myself and nothing, nothing I share isn't, isn't from, you know, everything I share comes from my own experience and it's because I'm just continuing to pay it forward for all the, the, the blessings that I've had in, in my life with, you know, and I think, I think about getting laid off and honestly, it was probably the best thing that could ever happen to me. Crazy. So as we kind of wrapping up with this, obviously we'll have links to everything in the show notes. We'll, so nobody will miss a thing. If you could put one message out into the world, be a tweet that the entire world will see or a billboard in New York Square, what would that message be? Your earnings are a byproduct of how well you serve your audience. And Ooh. if I could have a little sort of symbol underneath, it would, it would read serve first. And that's, that's what I live by. That's what has helped me become successful. And that's what I teach others is to serve first because you will be rewarded. Nobody's ever been poor by helping others. Well, there we go. That was very, very powerful. Got a bit of goosebumps. I'm not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, Pat, what have you got going on? Obviously, you've got the book going on. Let us know where we can find you. What's the best way to stalk you online? Yeah, no, thank you. So I'm at Pat Flynn on most places online, including on YouTube as well. But if you would like to get your hands on Superfans, if you, if you happen to hear this before August 13th, which is the launch date, you can pre-order it and submit your receipt at yoursuperfans.com. And if you do that, I'm going to give you the audiobook for free. So again, that's yoursuperfans.com. Just put your receipt there. You can pre-order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and even Target as well. Uh, it doesn't matter where, just submit your receipt at yoursuperfans.com before August 13th. And thank you again for all the support for that. Uh, and then my main website at smartpassiveincome.com. Uh, the other thing with the switch pod, like we talked about, which may be of interest to your audience after discussing that today. And, and again, thank you for allowing me to share that story. It's always fun to think about how long and, and crazy this journey has been. But switchpod.co is where you can uh, see it and check it out. And uh, it's uh, going to get in people's hands. It's going to get in your hands by uh, end of August, as we promised, or, or early September, if everything else goes to plan. So uh, that, that by then, then it'll be uh, available with additional inventory that we have. But for right now, it's still available for pre-order on, on Shopify, uh, on our website at switchpod.co. But our backers are going to get it first because they deserve it. They've helped us so much. And um, yeah, that's, that's all the, th or not all the things, but that's, that's some of the main <laughs> I, This is basically what Pat means. This is the stuff I can talk about. The rest, I'm not allowed to discuss yet because I'm sure <laughs> you've got lots and lots of other things going on. Um, I, I am super, uh, definitely a super fan, definitely excited to get the book and also extremely excited to get my hand on that switch pod. My arm's getting tired from holding my camera. Hurry up. Tell Jace to pull some strings. Maybe. I will. I will. <laughs> uh, Pat, thank, thank you very much for your time. And for the rest of you still listening, please make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast application. Drop us a review. Let us know how we're doing. And please, we all know somebody who's struggling. Someone needs a bit of motivation, maybe a bit of kick in the pants to get going. Please pay it forward. Share this episode with them. 
and I'll catch you guys on the next episode of Tube Talk. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.